Okay, Chase, what's the name of this episode? Give it to me. Welcome to this episode of... <clears throat> I, I have nothing. I have nothing for this You just name. read out you like five <laughs> of them before we started recording. No, Can't you remember they, they were the, They're all the same as him. Yeah, yeah, but we decided on one of them. Oh, uh, it was central and anachronistic nuzzling. Yeah, but I don't know what an- anastric, anach- <laughs> anachronistic means. Anachronistic is, means that something, uh, especially it's used in fiction when something is out of place for the time that the story is set. So, for instance... Uh, you know, in, uh, in Deadwood, if someone says, you fucking assholes, that's like an anachronistic vernacular yeah, for like, the tweet old me, West. bitch. What yeah, if exactly. we went with the, the subtle anti-Dave Castro? Nitpicking? Nitpicking, Nitpicking. yeah. yeah. Uh, Both of those are, are solid and true. They're from the same person, I believe, so it's all good. Well, I'd say we've committed to anachronistic here, which means that subtle anachronistic nuzzling. I, I really don't understand how nuzzling can be anachronistic. Nuzzling it is can. timeless. It can be, um, I think. I think In the future. I think that subtle anachronistic nuzzling is a is a is kind of a description of the 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 2019 Oscar-nominated film, The Favorite, uh, in that the film is very subtle and minimalistic. Please. It is also anachronistic and that a lot of the humor is very contemporary despite the period setting. And there's quite a bit of nuzzling, which is, I will, uh, if you see the film, you know, there's a secret love affair going on. A lot of bedroom stuff, a lot of nuzzling going on. So <laughs> uh, yeah. if I were to describe the favorite in three words, perhaps the best three words would be uh, subtle anachronistic nuzzling. The favorite. Check it out now. So Available very on crying DVD game. and VOD. Very crying game. Yes. Very uh, crying game. So that comes from Paul Lytical Paul. Paul Lytical underscore Paul. Paul Whitry on Instagram. Wow. Excellent. Has anybody who's ever given us one of these names gained any followers no. from it? Definitely not. All right, but we In are fact, definitely going to Several have lost followers as a result. We're For some of the names we get, I think you should drop these Attributing, people. yeah. Agreed. I unfollow them every time that we use their name. I unfollow them from the SAN account. That's how you know that we use their name. We don't follow them. (laughs) There's only a couple hundred left. (laughs) They're actually blocked and reported, so they can't (laughs) see that they're used. Hell yeah. That's what we should do if we ever get tired of getting suggestions in. Just let everyone know that you will be officially blocked forever from SAN if you ever submit anything and it actually gets through. Hashtag get blocked by SAN. (laughs) Yeah. We hate our fans, guys. I hate our fans. You know why? Because our fans beat the living shit out of all of us in the open. You're the only one that cares. Yeah. I was the only one who I, beat I all noticed. Of them. I noticed. <laughs> Wait, so now that the week open in, is Week in, week out, we got beat to death by uh, I'm assuming he's Armenian because of his last Tyler? name. Tyler? <laughs> yeah, dude, that guy's a monster. Tyler spit as fuck, dude. I've never <laughs> met him. At least I don't think I've met him. Uh we used to work out pretty close to each other because, you know, Glendale is basically Armenia. And, uh, and all you guys know each other over there, right? And all of us know each other. That's right. And I, re- I remember seeing his name on the leaderboard uh, when it first popped up and thinking to myself, I don't know if I'm going to be the fittest Armenian guy for a long time. <laughs> How do you say that last name? Ten- ten- I have no idea. Keep going. Tanusian. 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 Or, or Tonusian. Oh, I like is, that. Is the Armenian I can't replicate it, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that guy just, uh, he's too fit to participate Dude, on our leaderboard. Dude, he qualified for Dubai. That's not surprising. Did he compete at Dubai? Yeah, yeah he, okay. called, he competed okay. at Dubai. He actually like, but he like made Dubai via qualifier. Interesting. Which is mm. kind of hard to do because mm-hmm. I imagine Dubai is probably like one of the highest cheating uh, leaderboard there leaderboards is. there is because mm-hmm. you're basically guaranteed to get some money if you show up. So how many places down from the top did the first, did Chase finish? I would say the first one of us, but you know, we all know who we're talking I about. I was fifth. Fifth. Oh, oh wow. Bitch. So really, does that mean that those four guys now host the podcast? I mean, <laughs> they, have to give up our they can <laughs> literally walk onto the show, ask me to leave and take my spot at any point. It's true. If you can if you can if you can locate the podcast, if you Not locate hard. its recording, <laughs> I'm sure if you dig some digging on Reddit or Just other internet piece forums, together enough frames from exactly. Armin's vlogs. If you can piece it together, then you can walk in here, challenge us to a dick measuring contest and if you best us in that then you have to answer my riddles <laughs> now i don't three. know who and if you answer all three of the riddles then you can take my mic i don't know who those four people are uh-huh. one of them's definitely fake but i'm going to tell you right okay. now oh really there's no way there's a guy named gay day chuck <laughs> <laughs> his name's joseph gay day chuck and there's no fucking way that's a real name <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Joseph, in retrospect, once we realize it's all actually Apologies a real name. Apologies to the entire Chuck right. clan. All right. Uh, 
We did not and, mean to besmirch the name of your grandfather and, and your father. <laughs> we and know your son. We, we know your grandfather, uh, Gay Day Chuck, fought in uh, fought and died for our country in World War II, and his father before him uh, was tear gassed in that Hanoi pit of hell. Yes, uh-huh. <coughs> was was, uh, was uh, mustard gassed in. Here's World the deal. Uh, until the next open, until October, <laughs> there's a standing invitation for any of those four people that beat Chase on the <laughs> leaderboard to come onto the show. All right. That's dope. So if any of those four people end up in Austin, Texas, and or near me at any point, I guess, if, yes. if the show goes on the road without you guys, unfortunately... Uh, <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Did you just like insinuate that you're going solo? <laughs> That's some fucking this Freddie is, Mercury this bullshit. Is Gwen, this is Gwen Stefani all over again. <laughs> yeah, I had sex with one of you and it yes. did not end up well. No. Which one of you is the bassist to my lead singer? Not this guy. Don't speak. I do slap with a bass. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, to, to any of the four people that beat Chase, you didn't know, but you were competing for a, a great prize. And that prize <laughs> is between now and the open, if you guys want to be on the podcast, you're welcome to be on the podcast. You open can be invite. guests two through five on this <laughs> podcast, joining an illustrious group of guests. Including the one and only guest we've ever had, Daniel Kalbacher, <laughs> who was on this For show a record hundred one hundred times. In second Actually, place, it wasn't Mark even Bell. It was like 90, 90, 90 times, maybe Something ninety-one like times. That. It'd be Something funny like if it was ninety-nine exactly. Second yeah. place was Mark Bell. Third place, John Goodman, who hosted twelve times. Yeah, that was so, a weird uh, year. So standing invitation. Speaking mm-hmm. of the open being over, hell yeah, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling, dude? Uh, I'm still sore from 19.5. Only did it no once. Shit. <laughs> uh, but I'll confidently say that this is the first open that I think I actually learned something. Huh. Oh, fuck. What well, was well, that? that? Well, every other open, it was it was just straight up like, I got to get better at everything. This open, I know precisely that I got to get better at gymnastics, under fatigue, and... Strict handstand push-ups. Duh. And the key chase is to make <coughs> your core very tight during these movements. I, and <laughs> I, I also... <laughs> it's literally a text message, actually. Uh, uh, and Kyle's then the other thing wrong. that I learned was that uh, I need to get way better at pacing. Yep. It's a cr- it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how slow you can go yeah. and still be fast. Still do fast, yes. Chase was essentially... Um, he was like one and a half minor mistakes in pacing away from finishing two of the workouts mm. from from maybe not finishing 19.2 but getting to that 315 bar and, and hitting some cleans mm. yeah. and uh definitely from finishing 19.4 god damn that so pacing i think is a good lesson to learn for you because you are certainly i mean the fitness is there but damn you made some mistakes man that's all good <laughs> i think in retrospect they're like Way more manageable mistakes than I've made in the past. A hundred percent. It'd be way <laughs> fucking worse if you were like, I learned from the open that I need to actually start doing CrossFit <laughs> <laughs> because holy shit, I was tired. Yeah. Listen, I've had a busy year. All yeah. right. That's why. I, I'm super happy because I didn't really do CrossFit CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I've been just almost powerlifting for like the last six months. Yeah, mm-hmm. buddy. So that hell yeah. Fun. And then I hit. 390 for six just was yesterday on your squat yeah, i saw that that was legit it felt yeah. fine that's badass um what lessons did you guys learn from the open bogart brothers well armin <laughs> go ahead cliff i learned that once a workout shows up that you know is going to make you sore uh you don't do it oh which good is the uh i have actually i probably will do 19.5 but all the other workouts so far for the unfit person like me not that damaging why? With those short time domains, you don't get much done. <laughs> but this last one, I would not be able to recover from that very well, which is why I've waited so long. Smart. But I'm now supercharged with at least 15 more pounds worth of Cheetos for yes. the weekend. Good. So I'm going to maximize my performance tomorrow. Good. But I'd say the lesson I've learned for folks who are not fit, nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. They're super easy. Workout starts with muscle up. Great. Stare at the bar for fifteen minutes. There you go. It's a I workout. Think, it counts. I think there. I think there's something to be learned in that saying right there. And that reasoning is 
That's why all the newbies in the CrossFit gym, the people that aren't like super, super good at CrossFit, mm-hmm. I think that's why they get so excited about the Open. Mm. Because for them, it's like, yeah, it kind of hurt. Kind of. Mm-hmm. They don't dread it. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't I, get dark. I would agree with that. Um, I learned, and uh, just to kind of extrapolate a little bit on what Cliff just said here, um, absolutely, because where Chase is super sore still, just about uh, almost five days after doing 19.5. Yeah. I, on the other hand, <laughs> was not really sore at all from 19.5. And the way that I was able to achieve that, now this is really important, and you just have to take notes here. Yep. It's hard. It's it's a difficult strategy, but it's a strategy that paid off nonetheless. Don't finish the workout. Yeah. That's just, bold. Just do less in more time. Not going to be that sore. You know, I kind of had a sneaking suspicion that would help after 19.3 because I did significantly less reps than what's required, and that was fine. Not and, that and sore. Really, Armin, if doing less really is the key to victory here, am I not the winner? <laughs> the one who did the least of the workout. Absolutely. I win. Absolutely. Zero uh, of it's that It's like workout. in Forgetting Sarah Marshall where he's trying to teach teach the guy how to surf. You're doing too much. Do less. No, you're not doing enough. You got to do more than that. <laughs> I think that's that's where that's where Kyle sits. Yes. You're not doing enough. You got to do a little yeah. bit more Should than that. Should do more. To, to just play. You have to be playing the game, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, Can you imagine a real CrossFit class where the coach is like that? <laughs> <laughs> when I moved, when I started this job, I got rid of my watch. <laughs> oh, wow. That's really, that's great. You like really got into the island. No, my phone has a clock on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this movie ah. as well as you guys know this movie. <laughs> Fucking love forgetting. So I'm going to give you a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happens in CrossFit yeah, gyms. it does. Because you don't, you don't remember anybody's name. Um, so okay. I learned during the CrossFit Games Open in 2019 that uh, Sneaky Fit can get me really fucking far. Mm-hmm. And uh, in case people are wondering, there's a... Um, Man, there's like a confusing and sudden amount of thickness that has descended upon my body over, <laughs> <laughs> over the past three to six months. Just a relenting. Because you've been in a bulking Unrelenting. Phase. Yes, an you've unrelenting an bulk <laughs> of thickness. Uh, getting those strength numbers up, huh? Sure. <laughs> let's say let's go with that. Let's go with I'm getting my strength numbers up. Because the, the reality of not really working out more than like once or twice a uh. week. Uh, over the past six months is is pretty savage. Uh, mm-hmm. But Sneaky Fit got me very far yeah. because with a little bit of craftiness mm-hmm. on your strategies, with a little bit of maybe elbow grease, knowing where to push, a little bit of tenderness, that's, that's right, right. Uh, you can you can go a long way. And a couple Band-Aids on the nips. A couple Band-Aids on the <laughs> nips. You know, Four Band-Aids for Armin. <laughs> <laughs> per nip. Per nip. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it, it, I think the Open this year was a lot of fun. I got to wrap up my open in a place known for alcoholism. <laughs> I, was, I was just hoping for someone to fill in the blanks with something. The Blarney Stone. Because I, I, I've met many an Irish person. Yes. And they were all wonderful. Yes. Sober and drunk. Yes. Both ways. Mm. I noticed that they say athlete very differently. How do they say athlete? I can't remember exactly, but it does not sound like athlete. They Eith. Sh- you know what they Eithlete. say weird? Thrusters. <laughs> Trusters. 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 It's, Trusters. Uh, it's a couplet. Thirty three Trusters. Trusters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I was in uh, I was in Dublin, Ireland for nineteen point five, which is why there wasn't an episode this this previous is, week because I just got back and Cliff and yeah, Kyle. You could have communicated well. that to us. That yeah. you weren't going to be here for the for the live stream because we all sat here, just hanging out just in front of front a camera door. and talked about it. Yeah, but there was it wasn't there was live. no it was no live stream. It was really weird. Yeah, I hope that went well though. Was that it's fun? recorded. It was good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's, I'm glad. I'm happy to know that. Uh, we <laughs> we didn't watch the Dublin one. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you know Matt Frazier was on the other one. Please it was way tell cooler. me you guys actually got together <laughs> and watched one of them, but not the one that I was on. Uh, well, I mean, come on, it is Matt Frazier. I mean, what are you gonna do? Listen, ah, fuck that. I was watching. I was watching Dublin. I actually did not watch the Matt Frazier one. I only wa- I only watched the uh, the the Dublin one. I only watched the That's one right. that mattered. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mostly mm-hmm. tuned in for the sick drumming though. That was pretty fucking intense. That, that was, was yeah. drumming. Very, intense. Right very manly drumming. You know, no shirt sleeves, all that. I was standing. not prepared. I was not prepared for what was about to happen. I was like, oh, they're probably going to toss it down there and we'll see like them intro the work. What the fuck? It's like a mini <laughs> Beijing Olympics. <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome. It's pretty epic. 
Yeah, those guys uh those guys really know how to set off a party. It was it was a crazy day. Um it was a very very crazy day actually. The the rehearsals like we were there for uh maybe 15 hours total mm. like before everything yeah. had to really like happen, you know, by the time it was all over. You mean it was work? You weren't just yeah, there for really fun? Yeah, it was what? Was, you mean you just didn't you didn't roll off the party bus to like toke a doob real quick, throw back a shot of Jameson, walk on there. Jameson. <laughs> Jameson. Uh, you know, fire off the confetti cannon and hop on the mic. That it, wasn't the way it went down. It's hard to believe, but that was that was not my experience. No. Let, <laughs> not as much confetti, but pretty much everything else was accurate. Yeah. Uh no, it was it was super cool. Nineteen point five, the the live announcement, the production behind it was kind of bananas it was like the most ridiculous production i've ever been a part of or yeah. seen uh and that's that's you know coming from a, a experience in a company that was live producing things yeah. for a long time this was like really buttoned up over the top yeah it was like it was like tv quality awesome. production <laughs> the company that they brought basically produces <coughs> stuff that millions of people watch yeah on a regular I, basis. I will say that it's out expensive. of the out of the open announcements, it was definitely the best put together. They had counters for reps. They had Fuck yeah, lower yeah. thirds. They that had you know what did graphics. not have counter? Who did not have a counter for his reps? Fucking Matt Miami. Frazier. Didn't Matt have Frazier. rep counters. Didn't have a timer. Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any graphics. <laughs> yeah, that was really surprising on their end. I thought they plus would have the that. stream skipped in the middle. So I am skeptical of Matt Frazier's six fifty three. Yes. Oh, is I this think, a Trevor Bachmeier situation? That, <laughs> yeah, I think that <laughs> the, the, the live stream skipped. I think they're trying to hide the fact that Adrian Bosman or whoever was the judge. For Matt Fraser at the time, uh, just missed the round of twenty ones. Just went straight from twenty sevens to fifteens. I want to be on the record as saying that I believe that score. I do not want that <laughs> furious man to come here and beat our asses. Yeah, I I, uh, I I agree with Chase, and also because he wasn't on the uh, Scales Nation leaderboard, the Scales Nation board, mm-hmm. he's actually not allowed on the podcast ever. So well, at least until next open, if he <laughs> wants to be on the podcast, he has to participate yes. on the Scales Nation board, and he has to beat Chase. Can you imagine? Yes. That's the oh, turning him strategy. down. That's like a sorry guys, sorry Brent Fikowski. We'd he love to have you on. He opens that door year. right now, walks in, he's like, "Hey guys, I really like the show. Can I be on?" Sorry, Matthew. <laughs> Fuck no, you. you. Well, Not we got to get out there because we have another open coming up this year. That means we got to get the word out. Listen, if you want to end up on the Scales Nation podcast, Matt Frazier. If you want to end up on the Scales Nation podcast, Sarah Sigmund's daughter. You got to earn your spot. Come on, you got to show up to the open you got to put in the hashtag you got to earn your spot on the show otherwise you can't come on sorry, sorry. This depending is on the on story. the hashtag feature Tia. still existing by the way <laughs> what are we going to do if it doesn't exist <laughs> there yeah, might I not guess, be a game site I guess by then four i guess these four athletes are the only ones that will ever be guests on this show <laughs> no then we're creating our own hashtag our own leaderboard system we'll do it you know we'll get a guy hell yeah yeah i uh uh so i ended up doing 19.5 in the best circumstances possible ideal i would uh, say which is after after uh like a 12 hour day of rehearsals a 3 hour nearly 3 hour long live broadcast during which i commentated four straight heats of people doing this workout mm-hmm. at like 2:30 in the morning with not a single warm up in my body i just started a clock <laughs> and went head to head against justin with the morning shot. It was at what time? Like 2.30 in the morning. Okay. Oh, yes. Wow. And uh, the the only thing that got me through it, other than like the four people that were left in the gym that were like, I don't know who this guy is, but let's see what he's got, was the fact that Sweeney was holding my phone and live streaming it all on YouTube <laughs> and yelling at me to like turn it up and get going and like go faster <laughs> and shit. He is an excellent excellent judge and coach he absolutely was an excellent judge and coach uh, you did not listen to him hardly at all no i did not no because <laughs> here's here's what i did and this is this is hard to believe but um i thought i was gonna finish it right i was pretty confident <laughs> i feel like if i did it in a good circumstance i would finish that workout yeah. there's i don't think there's anything in that workout that should stop me from finishing it mm-hmm. uh, but given many of the handicaps that i was dealing with in that moment i decided to simplify my strategy going into 19.5 justin was up one workout against me during Mm -hmm. the open we had tied one then we had each won one and then he won Mm 19.4 and so i was like there's no fucking way i'm gonna let justin (laughs) lefranco beat me in the 2019 open with his yeah he has he has only six good toes he Mm -hmm. has frostbite on four of his toes because he was like climbing a mountain earlier this year right before the open started and got frostbite he should have been working on his fitness not climbing mountains absolutely agreed 
I don't know what that says about me when he's like beating me on a bunch of shit. Um, but either way, I I was what like, what it means is that foot stability is not important for CrossFit. No, he did he did uh, nineteen point three in hiking boots because <laughs> it was the only thing that would protect his toes from the pain of doing all those lunges and stuff. Interesting, ups. I did not realize uh, that. So. Anyway, I, I going into nineteen point five, I knew that it wasn't ideal circumstances to put out like a good representative performance. I just had to do what I had to do to beat Justin. And Travis had mm-hmm. revealed to me the secret. Travis Williams. Yeah. Travis motherfucking Williams, mm-hmm. who has the strategist one speed. And also CrossFit athlete. That's right. The the, the master strategist <laughs> slash CrossFit athlete revealed to me what his strategy is. Yes. And we usually see it as like, yeah, just go balls to the wall, whether it's a three minute mm-hmm. workout or a thirty minute workout. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Yeah, that's basically it, but there's a caveat. And mm-hmm. that caveat is if he's going head to head with somebody. He starts super fast, so he gets like 10 reps ahead of them and then matches their pace for the rest of the workout. And I was like, bingo. That's Mm -hmm. a good idea. Nailed it. (laughs) I know that I can get ahead of Justin, and I know I can stay ahead of Justin. So I wasn't paying attention Mm -hmm. to a single thing my judge or Sean Sweeney was saying. (laughs) I was listening to Justin's judge, and whenever she would count, I would either speed up or slow down depending on where I was. Uh Uh-huh. And it fucking worked. I beat him. So we tied during the 2019 awesome. Open. Fantastic. That's what's up. Yeah. That's a, that is a masterful strategy. I can only think. I never thought I would thank Travis Williams for a strategy. So in a that's the workout. key behind it all. That's that why is the he key. comes barreling out like a bat out of hell. That's right. BT dubs. Uh, when Travis Williams got the 8 minutes 40 seconds on that Dublin live stream, I assumed that that would be a good time that would hold up worldwide. Then I watched the Matt Frazier thing <laughs> and saw the 653 and was like, oof, Travis, you could have done better, buddy. Might need to redo this. It's, a better st- time. it's still a really good time. I, I think it held then, up. Exactly. Yep. But then exactly. Then I look at the fucking leaderboards for the world. And it's like, oh, shit, that, that 840 that Travis Williams got was actually pretty good. That's what like is that, top 50? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. uh, that performance by Matt was, <clears throat> that was a calculated, I'm going to reveal my dick on the kitchen table mm-hmm. performance. He's like, I'm going to do something that nobody else can do. And he delivered it right there. He yeah. did. I, I, like I, a I, wide margin. Yeah, I don't... What's the next best time? Like 7.40? I don't know. It's... it's it's he, he destroyed that workout. I mean, he, he already had his foot on the throat of the entire CrossFit community, especially mm-hmm. the elite CrossFit community. Yeah. Most of us don't give a shit. But the elite CrossFit community, like, even... Uh, even the night of 19.5 when we got back and we watched it, uh, we watched the Frazier thing because we knew what his score was. And... Um, Get out of here, bug. And uh, Sean was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, really? Like, there's no other way to describe it. We already know that Matt is, like, generally the fittest person out there. Yeah. And two, we already know that he's probably the best at pacing gymnastics in workouts. Yeah. Specifically chest-to-bar pull-ups. We Mm -hmm. learned that during, I think it was 16.3 or 17.3, that, like, chest-to-bar pull-up snatch workout. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we also know that he's probably the single best thrusterer in the world. Mm-hmm. And when you put together those three things, you get a performance like what we saw, which yeah. was a man who probably didn't need to, but certainly decided to break everything up just so he can go much, much faster than anybody else could yeah. even hold on sure to did. this pace. And uh, we were talking to, to Trav about it afterwards because he watched it after we did. He'd already gone to bed. Um, the next day we were talking to Trav about it. He's like, yeah, man, like, I had his pace up until the 21s mm-hmm. and then I crashed and burned. Yeah. And that's right around that like, you know, the the point of where 18.5 would be where he'd like try and speed up a little bit to wind it down to that 7 minute mm-hmm. cap. And uh, you know, 18.5 was the 7 minute ascending ladder of thrusters and chest bar pull. It's very mm-hmm. similar yeah, yeah. workout, but more thruster heavy and that's why someone like travis can do really well on that because that workout almost everybody's finishing on the thrusters mm-hmm. and it just becomes like can you continue moving on these this like big set whereas this workout starts with big equivalent sets of the thruster and the chest of our pull-ups which means that you have to be efficient at your transitions no one wants to go back to the bar for mm-hmm. their their thrusters you feel shitty after your your chest bar pull-ups you feel shitty after all those thrusters so you don't want to go back to that bar and that's where i think fraser was basically like yeah this doesn't fucking matter to me like he seemed, hurt. he seemed like he was cruising through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when he was moving, he was fucking booking Fast. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was really, really impressive performance. Uh, it still, it still wasn't as a uh, standout for me as him dropping from doing muscle ups 
straight into a fucking burpee on 19.4. <laughs> he dropped, and it's like it 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 looked like uh, what fast burpees to a target look like for everybody else. Repetitive yeah. reps of burpees to a target, where you're just like. All right, I touch the target, drop straight to my chest. He mm-hmm. drops from the bar muscle up straight to his chest, and you're like, oh, this is just a different species. Well, that, that, well that, that's what happens when in training. You have to practice how to <coughs> put, get your movements even closer together and practice those transitions because you just have so much in the tank through the whole workout. You're like, I can't be dropping off this bar, and landing then on my feet, a walk? And, then, and then That's burpeeing. way too much time exactly. to, I have to rest. I have to fall directly onto my if face. If there's any way I could do dumbbell snatches while I'm in the middle of this muscle up, I should be doing that. Exactly. It's like you do. You have to imagine that behind closed doors, Matt actually did practice doing 19.1 without taking his feet out of the <laughs> the foot holsters, right? <laughs> like, you'd have to imagine that like he calls Rich and he's like, Rich, I need I'm, you to come here. I'm no. going to need the keys to the barn. And everyone else out. No well, you you guys all here. know that you guys all know that the reason his pacing was so good on 19.5 is in the time between when it was announced and when you saw him go on that live broadcast, he did the whole workout once. <laughs> And then he's like, I some de- he watched the tape back on fast forward, and he's like, no, made some critical pacing errors. He went out there ten minutes later, he did it again, <laughs> got six fifty. My biceps are ready. Yeah, yeah, uh, man. That that performance was was really really impressive, yep. and uh, he has put together one of the one of the most insane open performances ever. Yep. I mean, outside of the first workout, he only got top three finishes. Mm-hmm. And the op- and the first workout, I mean, essentially was written to fuck him. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. the only way it could have been worse for him is if it started with a one or max deadlift, <laughs> <laughs> or like you have to be this tall, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, because he'd find well, he'd find a way to 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 fix the height, but yeah. deadlift just won't go up, man. <laughs> just won't go up. Yeah, uh, do the entire workout with like little overturned coffee cans with strings tied to them under his feet. You know, little romper stompers. <laughs> oh my gosh, romper stompers. That's right. Oh, romper yeah. stompers. Cloppity uh, clops. But even Sarah Simmons, Sarah Simmons has put together a fucking crazy performance this year too. Mm-hmm. She she's basically won the open. I mean, it's not official. It's not going to be official until. Mm-hmm. The end of April, mm-hmm. which is when the open leaderboard locks up. Yep. But I'm hoping every year is her year. This is her year. <laughs> That's oh, right. oh shit! It's uh, end of April. It's 4:29. April mm-hmm. 29th is when it locks. Oh man! So, so there's, there's a chance there's, I could get even pushed further down. There's. You're definitely <laughs> not moving up. I'll tell you that. That's mm. bullshit. <laughs> tell you, tell you that right now. You're definitely not moving up. Uh, yeah. I guess. Uh, I guess. You know, there's there's a lot of time involved in revi- reviewing a whole bunch of videos there's from the top of, twenty. Mm-hmm. A lot of time for Rich Froning to decide. You think it's gonna happen? <laughs> I don't know, man. He he looks hyper fit. Yeah, he's and he's. he's was, is there rumors what, that like, Rich Froning's gonna go individual? Chase is starting him right now. He was like, is that what's happening? He was tenth in the world, right? Oh, yeah, he was tenth so, in the world. Right. Okay, but yeah. the the switch was like after nineteen point two. It's like whenever he just like decimated everybody. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was a change in the content that I saw coming out of Mayhem and out of him. And I was like, I think this guy's going, I think he's going indie. Mm. I think it's the Rich show again. You know what it is? It's his body remembers what it feels like. <laughs> his body is fast. Like, his body's like, I love to win. <laughs> yeah, I but want to win, Rich. But for a guy cut who... These people out, cut these people off or slow me down. All this time. <laughs> Get rid of the weight, Rich. I want to win. <laughs> and he's just like sitting in a dark room thinking, I also want to win. <laughs> but here's the thing. His metals start levitating towards him. Yeah, all, guy. all it's flashing through his mind is like the sound of a bomb dropping in sixth place at Wadapalooza. <laughs> like just thinking... Vietnam. <laughs> uh, just staring up at his slow-moving ceiling fan. Um, <laughs> Cigarette so he, dangling from his fingertips. So for a guy who likes winning so much, is it really going to enjoy losing to Matt Frazier at the CrossFit Games if That's he goes individual? That's uh, because any any sights he had set on like returning to gl- his former glory, yeah, I think, would out. be shut off by that 650 coming out of Matt Frazier. And, that da- and he has a daily reminder of it. Yeah, probably like he's doing like team workouts and they're pretty treacherous. And in that time, he's done one team workout. Matt's done like four fucking indie. He's done the entire things. team workout on his own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has the has the fucking worm wrapped around him like That's a right. scarf. <laughs> I just don't think. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see Rich go individual for multitude reasons, but mainly because he makes so much money not putting himself through the hell that is an individual competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he has, he has no reason. 
There's no value there. Did we break <laughs> something? <laughs> we'll lose a phone. Cliff's got it. Cliff lost a phone. Listen, Spartacus didn't need to go into the ring either, but he went into that damn ring. And I don't know if that's historically accurate. What? But <laughs> that was a movie starring Kirk Douglas. It's called The Warrior's Call. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. That's actually, uh, you know, I, I, I've seen that movie so many times, and I, to this day, I still don't know who Spartacus is. Yes. That's what makes it a classic whodunit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Chuck <laughs> Liddell came out of retirement today, after or, uh, this year, after many years. And I think uh, I think this is, this is a sign that Rich Froning must follow. Suit. I think this is a sign that Kirk Douglas should come out of retirement. <laughs> Kirk Douglas still alive, twenty years since the stroke. Wait, he should wait. come back and fucking Spartacus two. We're talking big opening weekend numbers Spartacus. here, guys. This. <laughs> 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 fucking throws his Zippo into the, the fucking <laughs> fuel stream of a seven forty seven. Did Liddell Spartacus. really come out of retirement? <laughs> hmm. Wait, really? Really? Did he? Huh? Are you making that up or is that real? Oh, yeah, yeah. Liddell oh. came out of retirement. Or is Dude, he's punch drunk. Someone stop that nope. man from making Rent these money's decisions. Due. Rent money's due. I totally identify uh, with this. And I believe it was uh, just a few months ago uh, against uh, against uh, Tito again. Yeah, didn't Tito beat the shit out of him not long ago? <laughs> I think that... Yeah, that was, was an was embarrassing it? fight. We need yeah. a, a one last job movie. It was very close. That was really recent. It was very recent. This, uh, this might be the one it was called Warrior. And uh, yes, he has been <laughs> knocked out for his four fights previous, which is why he retired, and then was knocked out again to a he guy who's not. He needs to stop fighting. Uh, that, but, that poor man's but, brain. But Rich, it's good for you, though. <laughs> You'll do better. <laughs> yeah, do Rich fine. didn't, Rich didn't go him. out like that. He went out on top. He did yep. go out on top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rich literally literally top. beating Matt in an open workout head-to-head. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's, that is true. Yeah, that is knows? true. Right? Yeah, fifteen point one and fifteen point one a. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was Rich Froning versus Matt Fraser. Rich, yeah, but they had him back. Go. Yeah, but they had him back for like seventeen, and it was Ben, Matt, and Rich. Yeah, I like that the way one doesn't I count though. And better. Matt murked everybody. <laughs> that one doesn't count. Was it? No, that was twenty sixteen, wasn't it? That was yeah. when all the the champions came together for the thruster burpee mm, workout. Super yeah. gross. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold my breath if I were you in terms of the uh, Rich Froning coming back thing. A gigantic mm-hmm. lung capacity. Holding my breath, starting now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> increase his red blood cell count. He's going to make regionals in 2019. Uh, yeah, the open's over, man. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to talk about so Hepner at a all? bunch of fucking I, I Avengers Endgame shit. posters came out today. <laughs> I mean, Hepner did some amazing shit. <laughs> oh right, we never talked right. about Hepner. Friend of the show, Jacob Hepner. He's uh, he did good. He did great. It was like his fourth in the world. He's yep. going to the motherfucking game. So. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I'll tell you something. Uh, I don't know if Jake ever wanted this story to come out, but sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> I was text. I actually had a call with him like right before the open started, and I was like, "Hey, man, how are you feeling? Like, this is going to be a real interesting year. You know, you have a direct path of qualification to think through things that you're actually really, really good at, mm-hmm. um, and it just hasn't worked out your way over the past couple of years." And he was like, "You know." I'm pretty confident that that stupid fucking handstand push-up standard is going to come back. Mm. And I'm trying to wrap my head around, like, crushing every workout only to, like, place last place in that workout and not just not be able to qualify again because of it. Mm-hmm. PTSD. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, you know, if there's one thing that I feel is happening is CrossFit is, like, at least trying to learn from some of its errors mm-hmm. like it's trying to figure out like here, here's where we fucked up in the past and maybe not necessarily come straight out and say here's where we fucked up in the past but internally understand that here's some of the changes that we, we need to make mm-hmm. and uh he was like yeah you know I, I guess that makes sense with all the changes and stuff but i just don't know how it's all going to pan out and i was like well okay you know we'll we'll see how it goes i think you're going to be fine though Fast forward to 19.3, mm-hmm. and the handstand push-up standard is a beauty. It's yep. it's what it should have been from the beginning. It's yeah, the it's standard what, is, let me see, what is it? What is it? Oh, it's do it inside a box. The standard is what it was mm-hmm. at regionals. It was good yeah, enough for yeah. regionals, mm-hmm. good enough for the games, and yet when it came to the open, we had to fucking like Make bust out our... This mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah, we had to like bring out all of our like, Cut off compasses. your homie's arms, yeah, measure like, it against the wall, uh, tape your dick to it. Oh, God, just that, that was the hardest part. Just that one thing about the weird anti anti-lordosis rule there that uh, just ruined it for many competitors. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh and so and so uh we saw this this standard disappear and i i could feel like 
you know, I could feel a balance in the force. Like I could mm-hmm. feel it was as if instead of like Alderaan, you know, a, a million voices crying out and suddenly silence. It was the opposite. It was mm-hmm. like a, a million silent voices suddenly crying out in cheers of Hapner, Hapner. <laughs> and now here we are uh, five weeks later, end of the open. Jacob Ebner's in fourth place and is going to the CrossFit Games. Fuck yeah. And he finished every workout basically standing and just like staring talking at his camera. Shit. Yeah. Talking shit. Talking, talking mad shit at his own camera. But I don't know. Hepner, he hasn't been to the Games in three years, right? Has he been training in that time? <laughs> I, that's, I, don't, I wonder. If only I knew somebody who has gone and hung out with him while he's been training like a fiend for the mm-hmm. past couple years. I didn't even have Chase? to do that. He has... Uh, he has Instagram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or perhaps on his own YouTube channel, we could yeah. see proof of this. Uh, no, Jake. Those are all faked. Jake is. Uh, Jake's, Jake is hilarious. And, Hollowed uh, out kettlebells. Remember earlier in the year when we were all like questioning his risky strategy of just relying <laughs> on the open to get into the games? Like, yeah, we feel pretty know, stupid now, huh? It's risky. I mean, it's a real roll of the dice to skip these sanctionals and try and qualify through the open. You never know what's going to come. And then it's just like, yeah, fourth on the world. He's still going to do the Mid-Atlantic Challenge, right? I think he's signed up for three right now, but he might mm. only go to two of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's Mid Atlantic Challenge is one that he signed up for as well as China, the one at the end of April. But as a guy who has a full time job that has nothing to do with CrossFit or fitness, mm-hmm. I imagine it's kind of tough to take you know three or four one week long international trips between now and August. So mm-hmm. yeah, the China one would be a haul. Yeah, that yeah. would be a haul. But he <clears throat> he has a good chance of winning that one. Fukowski is 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 banking on that one. You know, there's. There's athletes like Fukowski, and you know I mentioned earlier that you can kind of, you know, imagine that there's some fuckery going on on the leaderboard. And I think, um, you know, Fukowski is pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. You know, been third or fourth at the games yeah, every he's year, real far down the leaderboard. And he is—he's uh, not even on the first fucking page. He might not even be on the second page. I actually mm. don't know where he is. How does he rank? Is up he on even the in the top two hundred? I don't even know. Hmm. I don't even know if he's well. In the to top put it in perspective, he's third on the scales nation <laughs> leaderboard. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> no. Oh, damn it! I was gonna say I'd love to have Brett on the show. Uh, Unfortunately, that can't you, happen. It, listen, if you don't sign up, you can't play the game. That's, That's all. Right. I'm saying. The fact that you believe that he would be third though is pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not even think about yeah. that. Tennessee uh, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Tyler beat him. Uh, yeah. So. That's the world we live in, guys. Yeah. And that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> but uh, what, what, Fikowski, so how does he, he's not first in Canada, because I imagine Vellner has that. No, Vellner doesn't even have that. Oh. Um, uh, I believe uh, Alex Vignon is yes. first okay. in Canada. Okay. Okay. Although he was, he was fighting um, Jean-Baptiste Belenfant, or whatever that yeah. his name yeah, was. Yeah, Jean-Baptiste. Um, uh, for the for the first spot for a while. But I think mm. Alex Vigneault pulled it out in the mm. last couple of weeks. That sounds right. Um, and that Definitely isn't an app that could tell us. Not a surprise. Uh, <laughs> Vigneault is, is really, really good in the open. Like, I don't think he's placed outside of the mm. top 20 worldwide for years. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, he's really, really good in the open. So, just to make everything really exciting for us, Brent, as it turns out, will oh. qualify at the last minute at the Granite Games only two months before the games start. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's a- say... Actually, we are mad wrong. Jean-Simon Roy Lemaire oh. and Samuel Cornier are both ahead of Alex Vigneault. Damn, but Vigneault's... I'm sure all three of them are in the top 20 worldwide. Yeah, Vigneault's like just nice. down here outside the top 10. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. All right, so that's really impressive. What's his name? Jean-Simon... Uh, John Simon Roy Lemaire. There you go. Hmm. Congratulations for being the fittest Canadian. That's awesome. Uh, Vellner, by the way. Can't be on the show, though, unfortunately. No, he can't because he didn't play the game. He did not play the game. Vellner uh, was in a really interesting position because if you guys remember, Patrick Vellner, he won mm-hmm. the uh, the Wadapalooza sanctional and mm-hmm. punched his ticket, got his invite to the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Behind him, Travis Mayer also Pretty good in the open. Yeah. And third place, Noel Olsen. Usually very, very good in the open. Mm-hmm. This year, Noel Olsen had a rough go. Uh, he placed like almost 800th on the first workout, which mm-hmm. gave him a bit of a hole to dig himself out of. Um, okay, that's still better than my best placement ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, he crushed the other four workouts. Mm-hmm. The, the problem was that his entire qualification through the open would rely on Vellner getting into a qualifying spot. Cause if mm-hmm. Vellner gets into the top 20 worldwide, it trickles down mm. to the water blues invite goes from him to mayor. And mm-hmm. then mayor's already in the top 20. It would go from mayor to Olsen. 
and uh, as of you know whatever we're recording right now, Velner is like 15 points away from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he was literally like two reps in the first uh, workout or like four seconds on any of the other three <laughs> workouts or four workouts uh, of, of mm-hmm. making sure that no Olsen got into uh, <laughs> got into the CrossFit Games this year. So instead, now Noah has to win a sanctioned event. Murder so people. for the exciting showdown at the Granite Games, it'll be <laughs> Fakowski versus Olsen. Which one will make it? Dude, Which that's a tough call. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. short guy versus tall guy. Mm-hmm. I don't like these odds for Fakowski. Fakowski. <laughs> for the I'm professor. too lazy to say his full name. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, exactly how it pans out because you know one of the things that we've been talking about a lot is this idea that uh, this year is a little bit different because sanction events happened before the open happened and therefore retroactively the winners of the sanction events aren't going to be the ones who get the invites. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the women's side for some of these sanction events, it's like seventh place, ninth place, tenth place are the ones who are getting these invites because of how mm-hmm. deep you know, Dubai and Wadapalooza were uh, in those fields of competition. In fact, there's a potential that Mayhem might get the team invite from Wadapalooza mm. uh, because they were sixth, but all five teams ahead of them could potentially give it up because multiple members on those teams have qualified individually or want to qualify individually. Mm. Interesting. So, uh, you I know, the, that he could end up taking a sixth place invite. As far as I understand, there's so someone I was talking to who handles some of the, the stats and analytics uh, and has in the past for the games, and that, that's what he was saying, which is a really crazy thing. But remember, it takes five weeks or so before the leaderboard locks, which means that next year when the Open starts, mm-hmm. there's going to be like two... Later this year when the Open starts? Which means that in October when the Open starts again... Uh, there's going to be maybe two sanctioned events that happen before the open leaderboard is locked, which means mm. those sanctioned events are going to be like fucking free-for-alls. Like <laughs> the only guarantee is you win and you're in at that point, which mm. makes it a really interesting competition, I think. Um, yeah, that's it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see how all that pans out. Yep. Do we see athletes like Matt Fraser continue to do sanctioned events after next year's open? Yeah, for sure. Just to go make money? Absolutely. Yeah. Um you know, it's good money. Events yeah. like Dubai, he can walk away with a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and that's just icing on the cake. And cable. you only have to win, and all he has to do is win, which you know it yeah. seems like not super hard for him to do these days. So, how does the new placement in the year of the Open, you know, being in October, how does it affect? Uh, so, it's really early in the season that it really affects the entire approach to all of the other sanctionals after that point, because there's no catch-all at the end, no thing sort of waiting for you. So, you basically at that point you'll know, I guess, whether or not you've earned your spot through there. So, you'll just be soldiering on. And I wonder if that's going to increase, like, further stoke the flames of the yeah. popularity and Those last energy around. Yes, exactly. Going to be violent. Because it's been like this weird, confusing mess this year where everything's kind of on top of itself in this weird way. But uh, moving forward, it should be uh, everything should be buttoned up going into the year. And so everyone will be able to yeah. strategize their way to the games. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Way to Palooza is going to be in February. Yeah, Waterpalooza is moving to like the, the latter half of February. Yeah. It's like where the Open usually is. Mm-hmm. Prime mm-hmm. time in Miami. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it will be snowing. Uh, yeah, it's gonna snow in Miami. It yeah. always snows in Miami. Actually, the Gulf freezes over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. It's actually uh, winter is They're only gonna take those advantage last two of it. Of February, yeah. you can do their first skiing event without an erg. Yeah. <sighs> Velner and uh, Fikowski are just gonna ride penguins the whole way there, God down from it. icy Canada on an ice bridge all the way down to Florida. Yeah, Snowy I Florida. St- I still haven't seen Captain Marvel. That's <laughs> why I really want to go see it. You should. You that's fuckers fun. all went, and. Uh, I mean, it's fine. I have zero friends outside this show. You, if know, you, what, do you know what you got to go see? Joe Rogan. You're yeah, damn right I did. Oh, right yeah. Courtesy of Kyle Bogart. Yeah. Was How was sick. that? It was yeah. super duper sick. Man. Yeah. So We were so close to the stage. Yeah. It was really kind of cool. Uh, the... Um, uh, and so for the full context on that story, I was actually driving back, I think, from here one night. And like right before I got back to my place, I see a post from our local comedy club, Cap City Comedy. Hey, Joe Rogan's going to be here doing a surprise drop-in club date, you know, at the the thing. So I hopped on my phone real quick, happened to get lucky, get two sets of tickets. I was like, you know what? I'm buying tickets for Friday night and Saturday night. Not for anyone else's benefit, just because I'm selfish and I want to see it twice twice. and and take tickets away from other people. Hell yeah, Kyle. Exactly. Unfortunately, my sister went and had a baby. 
Uh, Whack. So I had Don't to go also and see that baby. Baby named after my puppy. Yes, exactly. Same name, Bowie. Uh, and I decided that, uh, you know, listen, I want to see that baby, but let's pump the brakes here. I'm still going to take the first set of tickets. I gave the mm-hmm. other set to Fitness Chase, but I still have to go pick up the tickets. So uh, I went the other day, pick up the physical tickets, and they're like, ooh, you're in luck. These Saturday night se- seats are really great seats. <laughs> they're right up against the stage. And I'm like, oh, good. These are the ones that I'm giving to my podcast co-host how are the friday night seats she looks at them they're also good seats and so anyway chase got the sweet and i had to sit there i had to sit there in our very good seat they were very good seats we got good seats but they were in the second row and it was it was ruined for me how am i supposed to enjoy the second row yes i'm nine feet away from joe rogan who normally plays big theaters it was a great time but ruined for me because I knew that Chase was going to be three feet closer than yeah. me, and he sure and it was. It really just made made it that much better for me. Did. I didn't even pay attention. I was just basking in in, in the in the victory. You're like Joe, yes. walk closer to me. I want some of your TRT to rub off. That's right. Yeah, I mean the spit. His spit Smell was literally on. like just yeah. Rub your GH all over. It's a little awkward when you make eye contact though, and you know that he's not actually there. He's <laughs> he's like in DMT world. Yes. <laughs> he's like, wow, I've never <laughs> seen pupils just separate and realign like that. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was super sick, man. The The opener was Andrew Santoni, I believe yeah, his name yeah. is. And Santini, yeah, he's been Santini. on the podcast. He was hilarious. It was a sick show, but the best guest appearance, at my show at least, was the uh, appearance by Alex Jones, who was there. Uh, and uh, it, my favorite part was showing up outside, and Alex Jones was standing there, and just one concerned woman walking with her husband was like, what is Alex Jones doing here? And she was very worried. <laughs> She's only familiar with Alex Jones, I guess, from what MSNBC has told her. So she looks so frightened. How do you end up at a Rogan show? And I know, not know exactly. The Jones thing? Well, by, be, by, by being, being a girlfriend. girlfriend. She's that's like, like oh, I love your That's factor. the rule. Yeah. yeah. That's the rule for all important events, by the way, is it's half people who are really into whatever's going on, and half the audience is their girlfriend. <laughs> And yeah. that's with any of these things. Half the audience was people who were really into Joe Rogan, and the other half was their girlfriend. Kyle's really into Joe Rogan. I was his girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> I was, I was, he nailed yeah, it. Our, our, the tickets were really well used because yeah. uh, Linda, my girlfriend, is a super big Rogan fan. Yeah, Maybe even more than me. So it was not wasted on her. was not exactly. wasted. That makes you the girlfriend in this relationship. That's fine. I have the bun. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> no, but it was so, so anyway, Alex Jones was there, and I'm like, okay. I'll, and if you're in, we live in Austin. If you're in Austin, you see Alex Jones around on occasion at things um and uh and then we went in for the show and and uh, because it was a joe rogan show just full of nut jobs in the audience just a bunch of fucking crazies anyway at one point joe rogan uh, does yeah <laughs> just at one point joe rogan does a q a thing at the end and some guy's like is alex here and uh joe says and he just spoke very frankly and said no apparently cap city comedy wouldn't let alex jones in because uh because uh, they were afraid, this is Joe's explanation, was because someone might tweet about it and it'll cause a thing or something like that. And then he moved on, but I still found that very interesting. And then, not 24 hours later, we, we it makes national news, Alex Jones in a Lucy's Fried Chicken, a fine chicken establishment here in Austin, Texas, and he's yelling at people. So I'm thinking he's yelling at people because he was mad because he got kicked out of Cap City Comedy. I think that's what happened. Was he yelling at them for being <laughs> reptile aliens? Yes. He might have been yelling at them because he's a little retarded. Yes. <laughs> he is. Uh, quote. Yes. Did he just roast people during the Q&A? Because that's uh, yes, that's what exactly he what he did. <laughs> it was anyone who asked a question, he just insulted them. And I, and I thought at first, I was like, man, those are some dumb questions. But then there was a couple like, Pretty okay. He's questions. like, fuck you, you bitch. Destroyed. <laughs> I was uh, like, ah, no fucking way am I raising my hand. Which, in a way, <laughs> is actually the best way to handle a QA because whenever someone does a QA, the only people who actually raise their hands and try and ask questions are categorically assholes and insane people who want to participate and be in the spotlight. And so, and I, you go to film festivals all the time, and the only people who line up for the questions are like, uh, I really enjoyed your film, especially because I actually have my own <laughs> film company that it does films that are similar in that way. And you're like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Shut <clears> up, <throat> shut up, shut up. And uh, right. so it's great to then, it was the same thing at Joe Rogan show. It was like he puts up a guy is like, 
Um, I actually make DMT, and he's like, and he's like, "Fuck you, you silly bitch. That's illegal. Don't fucking talk about that out loud. You're an idiot. Who are you?" And then he moves on, and I'm like, "Ah, this yeah. is great." Yeah, it was super, super entertaining. Yeah. yeah, I can, I can second what Kyle said about uh, film premieres at festivals. Yes. Well, said, yeah, oh yeah, you went to one the other day for yeah, your friends. We did. Well, it's like everyone who asks questions at a film premiere or to to a stand-up comedian. Ask the questions as if they are above the person oh, yeah. who they're or, asking the Or question. even peers. Uh-huh. Yes, or peers. Yes. Which is why the only question I've ever asked a filmmaker at a, sh- at a, uh, sh- a film premiere screening was Ty West. No <laughs> lie. <laughs> 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 Sick Ty West burn. So my, my favorite question out of the Q&A, mm-hmm. just for mine, was uh, a guy was super adamant about getting this question across. He had his hand up the entire time and he finally finally gets to him after like 10 other questions and the guy starts standing up to ask his <laughs> question. So oh, first Jesus. he gets insulted he for like, yeah. <laughs> a, a little bit like the little kid like in the class. Yeah. Uh, but he starts standing up for no reason. Nobody else has stood up to have their question asked. <laughs> Joe calls him out about uh. that and he's like giving him shit and the guy finally gets his question out and he's like, How'd you get so good at asking questions? <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, like, amazing. I was like, that's what. And so Rogan is going off on this guy. I want to <laughs> be involved. And the words, the only words I can make out from this guy was like, well, we're both from the snow. <laughs> and then he's like, what? he just goes off about how that's not something to be proud about being from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> ah, eviscerated uh, that guy. Felt so bad for him. Yeah. The, good. The Good. the Good. propensity for people to stand up at like film screenings. I didn't mm-hmm. realize this how it was going to be, but when we watched it, we watched my buddy Tyler's movie, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, which is fucking incredible. So if you get a chance to see it at Featuring some point, the goat. it's really good. Mm-hmm. I can concur. Uh, Excellent movie. Friend of the podcast, Shia LaBeouf stars. So that's right. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, there's Q and A, and so many of those questions started with like, as an indie filmmaker myself, yes. one of the questions this chick. I, I watched her stand up and walk to the microphone and then stand, you know, like the hip hop, uh-huh. like, like she's already annoyed that she has to wait for somebody to, yeah. to stop talking for her to ask her question. And her question was, as an indie filmmaker myself, I've seen that some indie films take two weeks, some take three weeks, some even take four weeks to shoot. How long did this one take? <laughs> I was like... You what? Yeah. What are you well, doing it's here? Like, it's like that Theranos documentary. It's like how she was found out was uh, she didn't even know how to fake talking science good. And it's the same thing. It's like, as an independent filmmaker, films take various lengths of time. How long did your film take? It's like, you are not an independent filmmaker. You have never actually been involved in the production of a film before. Because if you had, you wouldn't ask that question. Yeah. That is, that's not that's a good point. Because that's a question I would ask. And I'm not an indie filmmaker. There you go. Yeah. You're, speaking of indie films, yeah, didn't you have one that just recently? Oh right, made yeah. It to we we're actually when we were oh, talking about yes. dumb questions. We want to know about uh, this. We question. brought this. So, so uh, the uh, the short film that I had at, at Fantastic Fest last year. It was it's Sprites. on the in- yeah, Sprites. It's on the internet now. Yeah, it's yada, really yada, yada. good. You should watch it. Vimeo. Right. Was not whatever. about the cola like I thought it was. It's not it's, about it's not the about uh, 16 and 32-bit uh, cartoon characters that make up Super Nintendo games. But it's close. That's yeah. where the name comes from. Yeah, there you go. But it's um but uh anyway, the uh so that the uh, that is on the internet and one of the best things about the sh- shit going on the internet is you get shitty comments. And so right up top uh here uh if you see sprites on it's on the, the Kyle Bogart Vimeo page right up top a guy says great work exclamation point just one little detail <laughs> oh, we're off yes. to a good start with this Amazing. comment as soon as i read that i was literally walking into a restaurant in Dallas with my family as soon as i said just one little detail i went ha and then like i just and then it didn't disappoint i personally believe that literally the last word is not needed just cut on something. For the last line of the the movie, the spoilers is something human. Just cut on something. It feels a bit better. There's a lot of ellipses in this. Just cut on something. Ellipses. It feels a lot better. Ellipses. Da, 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 da. But great, great, great work. Three exclamation points. Wait, are there wow. any self-referential parentheses in there? No, no. no. no just ellipses though. Okay, uh, good. So uh, that guy. Tell Man. you what. And that's just as soon as I saw just one little detail. I was like, I know. I know everything that the rest of this comment is going to represent, and it's that guy at the Q and A guy at the uh, movie theater, uh, or at the at, uh, film festivals, and that is, uh, yeah. There's gonna be a lot more of that in the next couple of weeks coming from that. It's so, great. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I the internet allows for that to happen. Mm-hmm. 
at an exaggerated level. And um, it's beautiful what people who have no fucking idea what they're talking about with no real, you know, like depth to their sources or information. Oh, yeah. And it's like all about themselves of. And it's all about it's about. like negging a girl at a bar. It's all about trying to put yourself on equal footing with the person who you're yeah. actually criticizing. It's the same yeah. thing. It's as like, with I'm the sorry, Q&A. Mr. Yes. XX Smoke Blunts Kip Kip Bitches 420 XX. We're not on the same. No, uh, we're not on the same wavelength here. It's like, it's like I want to almost write that guy back and say, "Listen, um, this is not how this works. <laughs> I put the thing out, and if you like the thing, you say I really liked the thing, and that's about the thing. The, the thing you can do to make to endear yourself to me the most is say I really enjoyed that because that I'm not responding to. I'm sorry. So yeah, that's hard to believe that you're not going to respond to every internet. I don't critic. know. I, I think you should respond with. Uh, I uh, think the scale nation should respond. Lead lead him on, Kyle. (laughs) Lead him on. Respond. That is a fantastic idea. I'm going to recut the movie now just with that note in mind. Ask for his mailing address so I can mail him the Blu-ray that of the film with just the last word cut out. Then I will dox him (laughs) on the internet using his mailing address. So you're like a millionaire now, right? Because your movie made it? Oh, yeah. 100%. Hell yeah. Congratulations, man. So do you think... you can uh, spot me some money. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what they say. That's the thing about short films is that they're very profitable. Yeah. Super that's lucrative. That's what I hear. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you spend like you spend like $100,000, you're going to get like $12 million back. That's why yeah. the three Fuck Teslas yeah. out front, I guess. That's yeah. why you they're see out so there. many short films popping yeah, off these days. Pretty pretty wonderful. Yeah. So uh, speaking of short films. Fuck yeah. That was a joke, everyone. In case you yeah, there's aware. no money to be made in there's any of this in shit. Anything. Yeah. Uh Avengers is going to be over three hours long. Yeah! yeah! It earns it. It yes. has earned that length. You know what's not a short film? I can't believe you guys <laughs> aren't Avengers shitting on this Endgame. right now. I'm Quite not shitting long. on it. We're I, I know. I it. thought you were going to. I'm just so used to everything good that I'm excited about happening. Dude, oh, no. if it was three and a half hours, I would be in. Yeah. I can't wait for the extended cut to yes. watch that. Yeah. I'm I'm in for anything. I can't wait and everything. for them to edit all twenty something movies into one cut of one movie. It's the, be great. Just all fucking fifty something Avengers hours long. Two thousand. Well, the yeah. pacing for Infinity War was like it. It was incredible. It was like watching twelve short films back mm-hmm. to back to back. Like there was there was no there was no resting. Every little bit of it yep. was was going at, at full speed. Imagine mm-hmm. that, but for another twenty five minutes. Can't mm-hmm. wait. Yes, I'm one hundred percent in. Yes, and uh, so, so today a bunch of character posters came out, and one of one thing that's a little bit surprising is that we have a character poster reveal for Valkyrie from uh, the third Thor film. What's her name? Uh, so the Valkyrie character oh. is clearly clearly being added to Avengers Endgame for the sole purpose of uh, bumping lady parts with Captain Marvel. I think that's obvious. I think we all know that that's what's happening here, right? Is it? Yes. I thought yeah. she was going to bump lady parts with with Thor. No, 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 no. That's that's a misdirect. That's a misdirect. We all know that. I hope uh, it's both. I feel. I feel like it's going to be both. I can't wait. Uh, we've be all dope. been shipping Disney. them for shipping. NC seventeen. They put things together. Shipping. Armin, you know you're a kid, right? What, what, yeah. are you talking what the about? hell are you talking? When about? people on the internet do fan art, shopping. Of, uh, sh- sh- when they do fan art, where they put shopping, photoshopping, shopping, shipping. Is this that what is it's clearly called? shopped. I can yes. tell by the pixels. No, they. There's they, a reference to the early internet. <laughs> Aha, we're 30. Basically, yes. what we're saying is Valkyrie, <laughs> Thor, and Captain Marvel going to fuck. Yes. Hot three-way action is what we're That's being That's the extra 20 minutes this. of this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's three hours long, just like an old porno VHS tape. Chase <laughs> was so genuinely tickled by that, by that concept. <laughs> so good. Thanks for making me feel good about that. Speaking of Thor, by the yes. way. I saw a movie recently that I, I, I had not gotten a chance to watch before, and that was Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Fun stuff. That was a pretty good movie. Yeah. That was a pretty good movie. I actually yeah. kind of enjoyed that film. I, I remember watching the trailer and thinking, I want to see this. There's a lot yeah. of actors in this that I'd like to see, and I never got around to seeing it, but I was stuck on an airplane traveling to and from Ireland mm-hmm. and uh, got an opportunity to watch it there. Was not disappointed. I, I, I exactly. Chris, Chris, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. It's a fun, kooky film. I yeah. enjoyed it quite a bit. It's only the only reason I guess uh, didn't get the ultra high praise because the expectations were gigantic mm-hmm. uh, for Drew Goddard's second movie. And when it wasn't a masterpiece, everyone was like, "Yeah, this is a disappointment." What was his first movie? Cabin, Cabin in the Woods. Woods. Oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I thought it was. It I was, think it was not very quite as good as Cabin in the Woods, but <laughs> it was still really fucking good. I think it was very close to 
being an accurate depiction of what Chris Hemsworth's life life was almost like before acting. One hundred <laughs> fucking percent. Oh, yeah. He's like, I never met my wife, so I just uh, prey on on fucking <laughs> 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 runaways, and I have a sex cult. Yeah, whatever. Making it sort of one of three he different really things cool. coming out this year that have to do with uh, kind of vaguely have to do with Charles Manson because he's kind of like a Charles Manson-y guy. Mm-hmm. Then you got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming. The trailer oh, for that yeah. came out, that by the way. We haven't sick. talked about that. And uh, then you got the apparently second season of Manhunter will have uh, Charles Manson in it as well. Wait, Charles what? Manson I'm is coming so back in a big in way. Man- second season of Mind Charles Hunter, Manson, very Mind hot Hunter. right now. What did there's they a, say? There's Manhunter. Oh, there's Mind a second Hunter. season of Mindhunter coming out this year? It will be coming out at some point. Hell yeah, I love yeah. that first season. It was great. great. And the same guy who plays Charles Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will be playing Charles Manson in the second season That's of Mindhunter. That's called Hunter. consistency. I didn't even know that yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had anything to do with Charles Manson. Really? Are you... Are you being daft? Oh, no. That's so, no. so. I am not being daft. Margot I'm Robbie being... plays Sharon Tate, and Sharon Tate was murdered, was the murder yeah, victim man. of Charles Come on, Manson. It's obvious. Me pretending. I'm not supposed to read that part. <laughs> I, I no So idea. the whole I thing. I just thought it was a quirky Quentin Tarantino movie. It is a quirky Quentin Tarantino movie. It's a quirky Quentin Tarantino movie set in and around ni- Hollywood 1969, and specifically the, the Manson murders and the circumstances surrounding them. Yeah. Now, it's. It's a lot of fictional characters in there as well. It's not like Brad Pitt and 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 and, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Rick fucking Dalton. But Rick Dalton is the next door neighbor, apparently, of, of, uh, Sharon, of Tate. Sharon Tate. So if Sharon you don't Tate, know the no. story behind the whole Sharon Tate thing, you know uh, the short short version is Charles Manson and you know became uh, super close with the Beach Boys and their producers, who then realized he was sort of a weird crazy guy and kind of kicked him out, and he was mad about that and claimed that they had like recorded one of his songs without his permission or something. So he goes to the house of the record producer. And that guy had already moved out of that house. And, the, and you know who had moved in instead? Roman Polanski, who was out of the country. And you know who answered the door? His eight-month pregnant famous actress wife, Sharon Tate. And so she told him off, like, go away, you crazy guy. And so he went back home to his place on a ranch and told all of his crazy followers to go and murder that lady and everyone in the house. And that is what they did. And apparently in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Charles Manson's in the trailer. He's the guy with the, like, there's a guy with crazy eyes and hair and he kind of waves at the camera for a second. So apparently in in the fictional verse of this thing, the next door neighbor of Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate is... Is Rick fucking Dalton, and that is uh, at least part of two of the th- how two of the threads of the film connect in part. Interesting. So that's interesting. Wow, and uh, Brad Pitt playing playing Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, stunt double. Yes, fantastic. I thought that was what the movie was going to be about. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I watched that well, first part. I, I was like, too. I was like, all right, so this this thing's about like uh, fucking like some crazy. There's going to be a long scene that's yeah. just one conversation where it's revealed that someone has murdered another person, but they're actually lovers. And then there's people under the floorboards. There's always people under the floorboards. Sure, Quentin Tarantino. I movies. think they'll be all. I think that'll be all that stuff. When's yeah. the last Quentin Tarantino movie where there wasn't a scene with someone under a floorboard? Uh well what was hold on uh hateful eight there was the there was entire lots movie of, there lots were of floor, lots of the, people that was definitely the most spoilers folks that was the most floorboard centric of them Django Unchained where was floorboards I don't I don't know. remember floorboards I don't remember floorboards in Django yeah, yeah. but there were floorboards in Inglorious Bastards at the entire first scene yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kill Bill floorboards. Floorboards. I don't remember. Kill oh Bill. well, technically she in that is buried alive. That room where all the swords are at Tori Hanzo's place, they emerge through a door in the floor. So a door it's, in it's the floor. An attic, that's, sort of. That's kind of where I, I see the stretch you there. I'll take it. it. Yeah, I'll take I'll it. I'll take it. Yeah, it's it, good. It wins. It, it does win. Uh, wow, I really had no idea that was about Charles Manson. Yep, that's going to be a good movie. I can't wait to see that movie. I was sold instantly. Yes. I saw Brad Pitt. Saw Leo. Saw Margot. Mm-hmm. I was like, take my money. I'll have someone explain what's going on later. I just can't wait for a <laughs> bunch of unsuspecting see? people who want a charter who want a charming movie are going to walk in blind to see this fun '60s romp starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and then they're going to see Sharon Tate get brutally murdered. Well, I do wonder though. This is I wonder if he's going to take the historical revision, revisionist approach of Inglorious Bastards, and you know, uh, you know, where Inglorious Bastards they just kill Hitler and end World War II super early. Yep. So this is a <laughs> will this be a revisionist Spoilers. version? Of the, it's fucking ten years old, folks. Come mm-hmm. on, uh, it really is. In it's the crazy. Uh, uh, so, will this be a not the version of the Charles Manson murders that happened, but setting up all the circumstances around the Charles Manson murders? But because our fictional characters, Rick Dalton and his stunt double buddy, exist in this universe, shit gets changed. 
just like the existence of the Inglorious Bastards in the Inglorious Bastards universe changed history, killed Hitler. Yes. So we could, we it's possible we might not see Sharon Tate murdered or not murdered in the way we think she will be this time. Now, is there a possibility that there's uh, there's a thread potentially between Inglorious Bastards and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? Some sort of maybe a, a callback. A throwback, if you will, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because the whole thing behind Inglorious Bastards is they're trying to get him to a theater so that they can convince him to watch this movie, and they're going to fucking burn the theater down mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Um, and they use an actual actress, right, in that role. Potentially, they're going to have some sort of like little uh, what's it called Easter egg, like an hey. Easter egg in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Where they're like, yeah, don't yeah. Do like rest in peace, whatever that girl's name's. Well, Quentin was. Tarantino certainly has done that many times before in his other films, and that would be pretty cool. I'd I'd take that. I'd buy that for a dollar. There is an interesting connection, though, between uh, Inglorious Bastards and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Originally, Quentin Tarantino had tried to get the same two leads, uh, Brad Pitt playing uh, whatever the fuck his name was in Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. and Leonardo DiCaprio playing the uh, the, uh, the the uh, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz is And apparently Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't available to do that then. Thank God, because yes. Christoph Waltz is a treasure. Yeah, still mm. would have really liked to yeah. peek into that other universe where Leonardo DiCaprio played that role. Then. I hope... And where Matt Dillon played Butch. Yes. I wonder about that every day. I, I hope... Um, I hope there's a, a really large plot point to uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where a CGI version of Bill from Kill Bill mm-hmm. teaches them Kung Fu. Because isn't there a scene where he's fighting Bruce Lee in the yeah, trailer? So yeah, we haven't mentioned Bruce Lee yet. Like, that dude yep. is awesome. Awesome fucking Bruce Lee That's a Lee great impression. Bruce Lee. That is the essence of Bruce Lee captured right there. Good job. Sunglasses, the accent, it's all there. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it should be Bill that's like the, the stunt coordinator that teaches everyone <laughs> the kung fu. Yo. Just, as like a, just as like a fucking throwback. Just make it all one universe, you know, QT. You know he's dead, right? He's super dead. That's why I said CGI. Yeah. But he'd have been... Two, yeah, that you, you need a you need a well you need a super young David Carradine is what you need. That's you right. Need a, like uh, twenty something. I wouldn't be That's surprised if all about. those scenes were already filmed. They yeah. just exist. Probably yeah, and he's gonna pop them in. Probably. Dope. All right. Well, let's just wrap it up here. Tight. I think we did it, guys. I, uh, I'm at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most sensual Instagram account on the internet. And watch Sprites, available now. So just Google Sprites and Kyle Bogart. It'll pop up. You know where to find it. It's on shortoftheweek.com and Vimeo and other shit. Scale is nation. Mobilize. I'm at Cliff Bogart on the fattest Instagram account on the internet. And you should also watch Sprites because I was somehow involved in that, too. I'm at Chase504 Chase <laughs> on... Instagram and YouTube as well. And I'm going to triple down. Yeah. And you should watch Sprites right this second. And you Fuck should yeah. mobilize. It's free. And go there and leave a comment that says, I enjoyed this. Mm. And I liked the last word. I yes. liked the last line. And fuck that one guy. Leave yeah, human. And uh, and you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV. And you can find Sprites. On Vimeo right. and shorttheweek.com. Yeah, shorttheweek.com. Share it. Share it, share it on your social media platform. And you can find it on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I It's like 10 minutes. Yeah, like 10, 11 minutes. 10, 11 minutes. It's actually 15, but I'm going to say 10, Either 11. way. I feel more people are going to seek it out if I say 10 it's minutes. It's well worth your time. Yeah. It's Fuck great. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really well done. It's a, it's a good watch. Yeah. Uh, I hope you guys do check it out. Sprites, Kyle's sweet little short movie. Yes. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. Later. Bye.